dear devotees, welcome back to the daily readings of Śrīla Prabhupāda's books right here in Hive, Kent, Southeast England, just near the English Channel. I can see it, part of it, from my window through the buildings. And we've created a haven, uh, successfully, by the way, according to my uh, resources, the feedback I'm getting from Vaishnavas all over the world. Uh, and we have a place to come to every day, which is just about Krishna and about nothing else, and Śrīla Prabhupāda, and all the great previous acharyas that he follows. Um, so having said all that, I'm a little late. I've been dealing with computer madness half of the day. Yeah, that's right. Even you get the best computer available, there's still computer madness. It's built into the mode of material nature. <laughs> so, let us first recite Srimad Bhagavata Mahima Stotram, and then I'll tell you what's going to happen. It's a little different, but it's interesting and doable. Sanatana Goswami is glorifying the Srimad Bhagavatam, and here's how it goes Sarva Shastravdipi Yusha, Sarva Vedaika Satpala. Sarva Siddhanta Ratnaja, Sarva Lokaika Drik Prada. O nectar from the ocean of all scriptures, singular fruit of all the Vedas, rich mine of the precious gems of all conclusive truths, you are the only giver of sight to all the worlds. Sarva Bhagavata Prana, Srimad Bhagavata Prabho, Kali Dwanduditaditya, Sri Krishna. Parivartita, O life heir of all the Supreme Lord's devotees, O Master, Srimad Bhagavatam, you are the sun risen in the darkness of Kali. You are the exact image of Sri Krishna. Paramananda Pataya, Prema Varshak Chadayate, Sarvadasavasevyaya, Sri Krishnaya Namostume. I bow down to you who were supremely blissful to read. Your every syllable pours down a flood of prema. You can always be served by everyone. You are Sri Krishna Himself. Madeka bando matsangin madguro man mahadana manistadaka madbhagya madhananda namostute My only friend, my constant companion, my spiritual master, my great wealth, my savior, my good fortune, my source of ecstasy, I bow down to you. Asadu sadhuta dayin atini chuchata kada hanamun jagadachin mam premna rit kantayospuda. O bestower of saintliness to the unsaintly, O exalter of the most fallen, please never leave me. Always appear in my heart and my voice with pure love. Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya. Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya. Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya. So, I think you must have received an erata from me, a text that I posted, apologizing for making a mistake in, in the 28th verse of the third chapter of First Canto, which is the Parinama Sutra. It is the basis of the whole book. And I read the last word of the translation, I read, the, the Lord incarnates to protect the atheists, and it was supposed to be the theists. So, I'm going to, I, I tried to figure a way I could connect, correct that, uh, but it couldn't, we couldn't do it. So therefore, I'm going to start today's reading from the Parinama Sutra, 
28. And we're going to continue to read on from there. So it is uh, recorded properly the next day. And in that way, I make up for my... Uh, I, I, I skipped. That's the problem. I, I skipped and I read uh, theist instead of atheist because the last word of the sentence before that last sentence was atheist. So I, I skipped. It happens. We know about it all a lot. Rishika Shiramani and I, who have done so many uh, proof hearings of the Chaitanya Charitamrita, where we made mistakes, where we didn't imagine that we could have made mistakes. It happens because of I skip and different things. So, I hope all of that makes some kind of sense to you. It makes a lot of sense to me. So we're reading today from the Srimad Bhagavatam, beginning from Canto 1, Chapter 3, Verse 28. The Parinama Sutra of the Srimad Bhagavatam. Ete Changsha Kalak Pungsak Krishna's to Bhagavan Swayam Indrari Vyakulam Lokam Mridayanti Yuge Yuge. All of the above mentioned incarnations are either plenary portions or portions of the plenary portions of the Lord. But Lord Sri Krishna is the original personality of Godhead. All of them appear on planets whenever there is a disturbance created by the atheists. The Lord incarnates to protect the theists. Purport. In this particular stanza, <clears throat> Lord Sri Krishna the Supreme Personality, the Personality of Godhead, is distinguished from other incarnations. He is counted amongst the avatars, incarnations, because out of his causeless mercy, the Lord descends from his transcendental abode. Avatar means one who descends. All of the incarnations of the Lord, including the Lord himself, descend to the different planets of the material world, as also in different species of life to fulfill particular missions. Sometimes he comes himself, and sometimes his different plenary portions or parts of the plenary portions, or his differentiated portions, directly or indirectly, empowered by him, descend to this material world to execute certain specific functions. Originally, the Lord is full of all opulences, all prowess, all fame, all beauty, all knowledge, and all renunciation. When they are partly manifested through the plenary portions or parts of the plenary portions, it should be noted that certain manifestations of His different powers are required for those particular functions. When in the room electric, small electric bulbs are displayed, it does not mean that the electric powerhouse is limited by the small bulbs. The same powerhouse can supply power to operate large-scale industrial dynamos <clears throat> with greater volts. Similarly, the incarnations of the Lord display limited powers because so much power is needed at that particular time. For example, Lord Parashuram and Lord Nishinga displayed unusual opulence by killing the disobedient Kshatriyas 21 times and killing the great powerful atheist Hiranyakashipu. Hiranyakashipu was so powerful that even the demigods in other planets would tremble simply by the unfavorable raising of his eyebrows. <laughs> the demigods in the higher level of material existence many, many times excel the most well-to-do human beings in longevity, beauty, wealth, paraphernalia, and all other, res and all other respects. Still, they were afraid of Hiranyakashipu. Thus, 
we can simply imagine how powerful Hiranyakashipu was in this material world. But even Hiranyakashipu was cut into small pieces by the nails of Lord Nishinga. This is what is meant by the Lord comes to protect the theists. The last sentence of that verse. He comes and destroys the uh, demons who are sometimes threats to the devotees, to the theists. This means that anyone materially powerful cannot stand the strength of the Lord's nails. Similarly, Jamadagna displayed the Lord's power to kill all the disobedient kings powerfully situated in their respect, respective states. The Lord's empowered incarnation Narada and plenary incarnation Varaha, as well as indirectly empowered Lord Buddha, created faith in the mass of people. I'll read that again. The Lord's empowered incarnation Narada and plenary incarnation Varaha, as well as indirectly empowered Lord Buddha, created faith in the mass of people. The incarnations of Rama and Danvantari displayed his fame, and Balaram, Mohini, and Vamana exhibited his beauty. Dadatreya, Matsya, Kumara, and Kapila exhibited his transcendental knowledge. Nara and Nara Narayana Rishis exhibited his renunciation. So all the different indirectly or directly empowered incarnations of the Lord manifested different features. But Lord Krishna, the primeval Lord, exhibited the complete features of Godhead. And thus it is confirmed that He is the source of all other incarnations. And the most extraordinary feature exhibited by Lord Sri Krishna was His internal energetic manifestations of his pastimes with the cowherd girls. His pastimes with the gopis are displays of transcendental existence, bliss and knowledge, although, although, there are, although these are manifested apparently as sex love. The specific attraction of the pastimes with the gopis should never, I repeat, never be misunderstood the Bhagavatam relates these transcendental pastimes in the tenth canto. And in order to reach the position to understand the transcendental nature of Lord Krishna's pastimes with the gopis, the Bhagavatam promotes the student gradually in nine other cantos. According to Srila Jiva Goswami's statement, in accordance with authoritative sources, Lord Krishna is the source of all other incarnations. It is not that Lord Krishna has any source of incarnation. All the symptoms of the Supreme Truth are present in full in the person of Lord Krishna. See, I corrected that. Remember? Mm -hmm. I actually corrected it. And it didn't come back. I, I was in a different file. Mm. All symptoms of the Supreme Truth <clears throat> are present in full in the person of Lord Sri Krishna. And in the Bhagavatam, the Lord emphatically declares that there is no truth greater than or equal to Himself. In this stanza, the word Swayam is particularly mentioned to confirm that Lord Krishna has no other source than Himself. Although in other places the incarnations are described as Bhagavan because of their specific functions, nowhere are they de declared to be the Supreme Personality. In this stanza, the word Swayam signifies the supremacy as the Sumam Bonam. The Sumam Bonam Krishna is one without a second. He himself has expanded himself in various parts, portions, and particles 
as Swayam Rupa, Swayam Prakash, Tadikatma, Prabhava, Vaibhava, Vilas, Avatara, Avesha, and Jivas, all provided with innumerable energies just suitable to the respective persons and personalities. Learned scholars in transcendental subjects have carefully analyzed the Summum Bonum Krishna to have 64 principal attributes. All the expansions or categories of the Lord possess only some percentages of these attributes. But, Lord, but Sri Krishna is the possessor of the attributes cent per cent. And his personal expansions, such as Phayam Prakash and Tadikatma, up to the categories of the avatars who were Vishnu Tattva, possess up to 93% of these transcendental attributes. Lord Vishnu, who is neither avatar nor avesha, nor in between them, possesses almost 84% of the attributes. But the jivas, or the individual living beings in different statuses of life, possess up to the limit of 78% of the attributes. In the conditioned state of material existence, the living being possesses these attributes in very minute quantity, varying in terms of the pious life of the living beings. The most perfect of living beings is Brahma, the supreme administrator of one universe. He possesses 78% of the attributes in full. All other demigods have the same attributes in less quantity, whereas human beings possess the attributes in very minute quantity. The standard of perfection for a human being is to develop the attributes up to 78% in full. The living being can never possess attributes like Shiva, Vishnu, or Lord Krishna. A living being can become godly by developing the 78% transcendental attributes in fullness, but he can never become a god like Shiva, Vishnu, or Krishna. He can become a Brahma in due course. The godly living beings who are residents of the planets in the spiritual sky are eternal associates of God in different spiritual planets called Haridam and Mahesh Dham. The abode of Lord Krishna above all these spiritual planets is called Krishna Loka or Goloka Vrindavan. And the perfected living being, by developing 78% of the above attributes in fullness, can enter the planet of Krishna Loka after leaving the present material body. Hare Krishna. So just a reminder, in yesterday's reading, I made a mistake in the last word of this translation of this verse. And I read atheists instead of theists. So now it's corrected. So nobody can accuse me of letting something slip through which is not correct. Text 29. Whoever carefully recites the mysterious appearances of the Lord with devotion in the morning and the, in the evening gets relief from all miseries of life. Shall I repeat that again? Okay, thank you. Oh, all right. <clears throat> whoever, carefully, whoever carefully recites the mysterious appearances of the Lord with devotion in the morning and in the evening gets relief from all miseries of life. There it is right there, folks, how to solve the problems of the material world, even those that are confronting us today. Purport. In the Bhagavad Gita, the Personality of Godhead has declared that anyone who knows the principles of the transcendental birth and activities of the Lord will go back to Godhead after being re relieved from this material tabernacle. So, simp so simply knowing factually 
the mysterious way of the Lord's incarnation in this material world can liberate one from material bondage. Therefore, the birth and activities of the Lord as manifested by Him for the welfare of the people in general are not ordinary. They are mysterious and only one who carefully tries to go deep into the matter by spiritual devotion can enter into the mystery and thus be relieved of all miseries of life. In other words, one gets liberation from material bondage. It is therefore advised that one who simply recites with sincerity and devotion this chapter of the Bhagavatam describing the appearance of the Lord in the different incarnations can have insight into the birth and activities of the Lord. The very word vimukti or liberation indicates that the Lord's birth and activities are all transcendental. Otherwise, simply by reciting them, one could not attain liberation. They are therefore mysterious. And those who do not follow the prescribed regulations of devotional service are not entitled to enter into the mysteries of His births and activities. Srila Prabhupada Ki Jai. Text 30. Anyway, it's nice that we're hearing this again mm-hmm. the next day. Very nice. Text 30. The conception of the Virat, universal form of the Lord, in the material world is imaginary. It is to enable the less intelligent and neophytes to adjust to the idea of the Lord's having form. But factually, the Lord has no material form. Purport The conception of the Lord, known as the Vishwa Rupa, or the Virat Rupa, is particularly not mentioned along with the various incarnations of the Lord because all the incarnations of the Lord mentioned above are transcendental and there is not a tinge of materialism in their bodies. There is no difference between the body and the self of the Lord as there is for the conditioned soul. The Virat Rupa is conceived for those who are just neophyte worshippers. For them, the material Virat Rupa is presented and it will be explained in the second canto. In the Virat Rupa, the material manifestations of different planets have been conceived as his legs, hands, and so on. Actually, all such descriptions are for the non or for the, or for the neophytes. The neophytes cannot conceive of anything beyond matter. The material conception of the Lord is not counted in the list of his factual forms. In other words, the Rat Rupa is not within the list of Lord Krishna's forms. As Paramatma, or Supersoul, the Lord is within each and every material form, even within the atoms. But the outward material form is but an imagination, both for the Lord and for the living being. The present forms of the conditioned souls are also not factual. The conclusion is that the material conception of the body of the Lord as Bharat is imaginary. Both the Lord and the living beings are living spirits and have original spiritual bodies. So it is that sense in which the material world is false. The forms are temporary. And it is that sense that the universal form of the Lord is imaginary because it is temporary. It sometimes is there and sometimes is wound back up into the body of the Lord. Text 31, and this is where we're supposed to begin today. (coughs) Excuse me. Clouds and dust are carried by the air, but less intelligent persons say 
that the sky is cloudy and the air is dirty. Similarly, they also implant material bodily conceptions on the spiritual, on the spirit self. Purport. <clears throat> it is further, further confirmed herein that with our material eyes and senses we cannot see the Lord who is all spirit. We cannot even detect the spiritual spark which exists within the material body of the living being. We look to the outward covering of the body or subtle mind of the living being, but we cannot see the spiritual spark within the body. So we have to accept the living being's presence by the presence of his gross body. Similarly, those who want to see the Lord with their present material eyes or perceive him with the other material senses are advised to meditate on the gigantic external feature called the Virat Rupa. For instance, when a particular gentleman goes in his car, which can be seen very easily, we identify the car with the man within the car. When the president goes out in his particular car, we say, there is the president. For the time being, we identify the car with the president. Similarly, <clears throat> less, less intelligent men who want to see God immediately without, without necessary qualification are shown first the gigantic material cosmos as the form of the Lord, although the Lord is within and without. The clouds in the sky and the blue color of the sky are better appreciated in this connection. Although the bluish tint of the sky and the sky itself are different, we conceive of the color of the sky as blue. But, it is a, but, it, but, but that is a general conception for the layman only. Text 32 Beyond this gross conception of form is another subtle conception of form which is without formal shape and is unseen, unheard, and unmanifest. The living being has his form beyond this subtlety. Otherwise, he could not have repeated births. Purport. As the gross, as the gross cosmic manifestation is conceived as the gigantic body of the Lord, so also there is the conception of his subtle form, which is simply realized without being seen, heard, or manifested. But in fact, all these gross or subtle conceptions of the body are in relation with the living entities. The living being has his spiritual form beyond this gross material or subtle psychic existence. The gross body and psychic functions cease to act as soon as the living being leaves the visible gross body. In fact, we say that the living being has gone away because he is unseen and unheard. Even when the gross body is not acting, when the living being is in sound sleep, we know that he is within the body by his breathing. So the living being's passing away from the body does not mean that there is no existence of the living soul. If it, it, is there, it is there, otherwise how can he repeat his births again and again? The conclusion is that the Lord is eternally existent in his transcendental form, which is neither gross nor subtle like that of the living being. His body is never to be compared to the gross and subtle bodies of the living being. All such conceptions of God's body are imaginary. The living being has his eternal spiritual form which is conditioned only by his material contamination. Text 33 
whatever a, peer, a person experiences, <clears throat> excuse me, what, whenever a person experiences by self-realization that bro both the gross and subtle bodies have nothing to do with the pure self, at that time he sees himself as well as the Lord. Shall I repeat that? Mm -hmm. Yes, this is very important. Whenever a person experiences by self-realization that both the gross and subtle bodies have nothing to do with the pure self, at that time he sees himself as well as the Lord. Purport. The difference between self-realization and material illusion is to know that the temporary or illusory impositions of material energy in the shape of the gross and subtle bodies are superficial coverings of the self. The coverings take place due to ignorance. Such coverings are never effective in the person of the personality of Godhead. Knowing this convincingly is called liberation or seeing the Absolute. I'll repeat this again also. This is extremely important purport. Mm. The difference between self-realization and material illusion is to know that the temporary or illusory impositions of material energy in the shape of the gross and subtle bodies are superficial coverings of the self. The coverings take place due to ignorance. Such coverings are never effective in the person of the Personality of Godhead. Knowing this convincingly is called liberation or seeing the Absolute. This means that perfect self-realization is made possible by adoption is made possible by adoption of godly or spiritual life. Self-realization means becoming indifferent to the needs of the gross and subtle bodies and becoming serious about the activities of the self. The impetus for activities is generated from the self. But such activities become illusory due to ignorance of the real position of the self. By ignorance, self-interest is calculated in terms of the gross and subtle bodies, and therefore a whole set of activities is spoiled, life after life. When, however, one meets the self by proper culture, the activities of the self begin. Therefore, a man who is engaged in the activities of the self is called Jivan Mukta, or a liberated person, even in the conditional existence. This perfect stage of self-realization is attained not by artificial means, but under the lotus feet of the Lord, who is always transcendental. In the Bhagavad Gita, the Lord says, that he is present in everyone's heart and from him only all knowledge, remembrance or forgetfulness takes place. Take place. When the living being desires to be the, an enjoyer of material energy, illusory phenomena, the Lord covers the living being in the mystery of forgetfulness and thus the living being misrepresents the gross body and subtle mind to be his own self. And by culture of transcendental knowledge, when the living being prays to the Lord for deliverance from the clutches of forgetfulness, the Lord, by his causeless mercy, removes the living being's illusory curtain, and thus he realizes his own self. He then engages himself in the service of the Lord in his eternal constitutional position. Becoming liberated from the conditioned life, becoming liberated from the conditioned life. All this is executed by the Lord either through his external potency or directly by the internal potency. Text 34. 
if the illusory energy subsides and the living entity becomes fully enriched with knowledge by the grace of the Lord, then he becomes at once enlightened with self-realization and thus becomes situated in his own glory. We'll repeat this one again. It's so important. If the illusory energy, energy subsides and the living entity becomes fully enriched with knowledge by the grace of the Lord, then he becomes at once enlightened with self-realization and thus becomes situated in his own glory. Purport Because the Lord is absolute transcendence, all of his forms, names, pastimes, attributes, associates, and energies are identical with him. His transcendental energy acts according to his omnipotency. The same energy acts as his external, internal, and marginal energies. And by his omnipotency, omnipotency, he can perform anything and everything through the agency of any of the above, above energies. He can turn the external energy into internal by his will. Therefore, by his grace, the external energy which is employed in illusioning those living beings who want to have it subsides by the will of the Lord in terms of repentance and penance for the conditioned soul. And the very same energy then acts to help the purified living being make progress on the path of self-realization. The example of electrical energy is very appropriate in this connection. The expert electrician can utilize the electrical energy both by, for both heating and cooling by adjustment only. Similarly, the external energy, which now bewilders the living being into continuation of birth and death, is turned into internal potency by the will of the Lord to lead the living being to eternal life. When, they, when a living being is thus graced by the Lord, he is placed in his proper constitutional position to enjoy eternal spiritual life. Srila Prabhupada Ki Jai. Without these purports, how would it be possible for us to actually understand the meaning of the verses? Not possible. This is what it means to be a liberated soul to accept these purports convincingly even if we're not perfect. That is the liberated or the beginning of the liberated condition. Hare Krishna. So we'll stop here. Please excuse me for my voice. I don't know what happened. It just in the in the in the computer madness I went through the day, my voice went with the computer or something. I don't know. Hare Krishna. Okay, we'll stop here at verse 35 and I'm going to try my best to save this place we are. And mark this. <coughs> You're my witness. Hare Krishna. There it is marked. Okay. O assembled sages, please step up to the keyboard or the microphone and uh, shower us with your uh, reflections and discussion on this section of the Bhagavatam. Hare Krishna. First is from Gopakanya Devi Dasi. Gopakanya Devi Dasi, Hare Krishna. Hare Krishna, dear Maharaj, and all assembled devotees, all glories to Srila Prabhupada, Jai Ho. Hare Krishna. She's got a mantra. It's the perfect mantra. Therefore, she keeps repeating it to purify everyone. Hare Krishna. From Rati Manjari. 
Yes, Raji. He says, Jaguru Maharaj, thank you for your steady presence. Let us go out with a transcendental bang. Wow, does that mean I'm going to leave pretty soon? Hare Krishna, thank you. I, I will take that as an extreme blessing. Haribo. Let us go out knowing. You might mean going out on Sankirtan, which is true. You might mean going out of the body, which is also true, with knowledge of Krishna, with us. It will never leave us. Even if we try to forget, we cannot forget. Even the gopis in their ecstasy, they try to forget Krishna, and they all conclude the same thing. Unfortunately, we cannot forget. Even though you've left us in the, in the lurch. So I thought it was a very, very deep statement in these purports that said that if one convincingly uh, accepts this knowledge, it is tantamount to seeing the Lord. And it is tantamount to the liberated position. Hare Krishna. She commented, the end of the year, I meant. Oh, that's even better. I didn't think of that. Rati, that's by your intelligence. is so quick. Okay, i got to add one now. It's <laughs> it's going out on Sankirtan. It's going into the next year, or it's leaving the body, which all three could result in the same thing if we do it properly. Accepting that Krishna is supreme and that we are not the body. And that Krishna's body is not material. Even though it looks sometimes like one and acts sometimes like one, it does things that no material human body could do. And therefore, with loving faith, the beginning is Ado Shraddha, faith in that fact carries us to the desire to associate with devotees which carries us to want to perform devotional service which carries us to being initiated by a bona fide spiritual master which carries us to follow his instructions and become purified of unwanted things in our hearts which carries us to the position of steadiness which carries us to having a taste, actual taste for hearing and chanting about Krishna, which carries us to attachment and eventually causes us to fall head over heels in love with Krishna. And then you must think of Krishna constantly, not by force, but by your uh, undying desire and strong desire to want to be with Krishna again and play with him in his eternal pastimes of Vrindavan Dham, in Goloka Vrindavan. Hare Krishna. Huh? Hare Krishna. Thanks. Rati for pouring that out of me uh, pulling that out of me rather from Sudevi Dasi Sudevi Dasi, Hare Krishna Hare Krishna Maharaj, please accept my obeisance my wish for the year to come is to continue hearing you read Srila Prabhupada's books that is the key to real happiness and spiritual growth wow thank you uh, you're near, uh, You know, I, I forgot that today is New Year's Day. I didn't even mention it. This is proof that we live day to day in a different plane than most people. I didn't even think about it all day. Not once did I think about it. This is the new year. We've got to make a resolution. Everything's going to change. No. Every year is the same. What's the saying? The journey... No. Today is the first day of the rest of your life. Therefore, today is the new year, every single day. Today is the first day 
of the rest of your life. Therefore, become serious right now and then that will carry us through for the rest of our lives. And we won't have to worry about a new year or an old year or a soft year or a hard year, a nice year, a bad year. All of those concepts are just ephemeral. They're ephemeral. They're temporary. They don't deserve the attention that we give them. And if we live on that platform of existence, then we can change the hearts of other people. Or rather, the Lord will chant through us the hearts of other people. That's what it said in the purport, remember? <clears throat> the Lord, through His external energy, or His internal energy, will change the hearts. The way He changes the hearts through the external energy is through the bodies of His devotees. It's not really external, but it looks external. So the Lord works Himself. He works through His devotees. He even works through the external energy to cause the reactions that He does so that we can get the opportunity to repent and to correct ourselves. What was the example? Some say that the sky is cloudy or that the air is dirty. But the, the sky is never cloudy. The air is never dirty. It carries the dirt, but it is not dirty itself. When you filter the air or the water or the sky, it's pure, always. So, so is the living being, pure, always. Even when it's in the um, material body, by a spiritual conception, of life. So as soon as you actually accept that you're not the body and start to act as if you're not the body by doing devotional service, then you become a liberated soul even while you're in the material tabernacle. And those devotees who are sentimentalists who look for external signs uh, are sometimes looking in the wrong place. Krishna says, Apichet sururachado bhajate mam ananyabhak sadureva samantavyak samyag vyavasito hisaha. Even if one is, is doing the most abominable action, if he is fixed in devotional service, actually fixed in doing devotional service, he is considered to be a sadhu because he is correctly uh, uh, fixed in his determination. So when we become convinced and convincingly hear and chant and then do devotional service, wherever we are, whatever we're doing, uh, whatever small, whatever big, wh whatever service you render to Krishna, he takes it so seriously. This is the new year. To come into this consciousness and to give ourselves to the lotus feet of the Lord for shelter and, and mercy and strength and then try our best to help Him execute His mission in this world which is to bring other conditioned souls out of the material energy into the spiritual light of devotional service. Hare Krishna, New Year's resolution, number one. Next, Hare Krishna. From Bhakta Rupa. Hey, Bhakta Rupa. Well, you kind of just. Anyways, I'll read it anyways. Hare Krishna Maharaj, please accept my humble obeisances, <laughs> all glories to Sri the Prabhupada. Happy New Year. Thanks for being here so often for us this year. New Year always seems to be a good time to reflect on where we are and where we want to go. I wondered if you had any advice on setting goals to help us. I just did. Advancing. 
Thanks again. I did much. while you were typing it. I did. So you listen again, and you can hear my New Year advice for New Year's resolutions. Is that right? Mm -hmm. I thought so. Confirmed by Rasika Shirmani. Prabhuji. Prajbalaba? Prajbalaba. He called me, and I was so <coughs> absorbed in computer madness I didn't call him back. Forgive me for that, Praj. I'm there for you. Hare Krishna, please accept my humble obeisances, all glories to Sri the Prabhupada. This verse makes me think about my mother's wake. The body was there, but I knew well mm. who she really is had vacated. This verse reminds me that this sturdy material body is not really me. Yes. Thank you very much. Re New Year's resolutions number two. Or maybe number one. This sturdy material body is not really me. May I act like it from now on, starting tomorrow. <laughs> Let's turn everything into a New Year's resolution. This is fun. This is fun. This is where devotees have fun. Applying the philosophy into the daily practical life of, of material existence. <laughs> Transforming material existence into spiritual existence by acting like a spiritual soul. Hare Krishna. From Subarao, Raja Gopalan. Hare Krishna, Subarao, Raja Gopal. Hare Krishna Maharaj, please accept my humble obeisances. All glories to Sri the Prabhupada. Jaya, glories to His Divine Grace, Sri the Prabhupada. Thank you, Maharaj. Question. In the light of 1.3.30, what is the intent of showing the Virat Rupa to Arjuna? Arjuna being an elevated soul. The purpose of showing the Virat Rupa was to Arjuna, who was already convinced of Krishna's position, was to demonstrate to the world for the rest for the rest of history, practically, that uh, they cannot pretend to be God unless they can show the, the followers the universal form. It's a, it's a, it's actually a warning to future so-called spiritualists who are trying to imitate Arjuna. or trying to imitate him, rather, trying to imitate Krishna and pretending to be God by giving innocent people, you know, the yardstick to be able to tell whether someone is actually an incarnation of God or not. But people are so foolish that they'll accept someone as an incarnation of God just because he's saying he is, or because he and a few doting followers are saying that he is but you ask him to do one thing that Krishna can actually do he'll say I'm dancing with the gopis <laughs> but ask him to show his universal form or lift Govardhan Hill or expand himself into 16,000 forms to, to, to take care of 16,000 women simultaneously as a husband then you can call yourself God so this is the point. He's giving us the clearest way of challenging and defeating people who are in illusion, thinking that they're God. Hare Krishna. Oh, Ananda Murti Devi Dasi. We're going out like a bang. 2021, goodbye. Ananda Murti, Hare Krishna. Dear Guru Maharaj and the assembled devotees, please accept my humble obeisances. All glories to Sri the Prabhupada. All glories to the transcendental nature of all scriptures, Srimad Bhagavatam. Jai, Haribo. Thank you so much and Happy New Year. This year I hope I can engage myself more to serve the Srimad Bhagavatam by hearing your reading and working for the Japanese version of Srimad Bhagavatam. That means you're already doing it. You're already in the new year, Anandamurthy. You're eternally living in the new year. Just don't stop doing those things. 
Hare Krishna. You'll be having a celebration continuously, as you already are, actually. Sham Kishore? Sham Kishore, Hare Krishna, the hero of the marathon. Hare Bo. Hare Krishna Guru Maharaj, please accept my humble obeisances. All glories to Sri the Prabhupada. Thank you very much for bringing us closer together to Sri the Prabhupada's ecstasies and gradually getting purified so we can experience the nectar for which we are always anxious. Thank you very much. True. I appreciated the point of praying to the Lord for deliverance from the clutches of forgetfulness, mm. a reminder of Krishna's causeless mercy. Yes. I was wondering how does the material energy help one to make progress on the path of self-realization? Because he, it gives you suffering every time you try to enjoy. Every time you try to enjoy the material energy, she gives you in return suffering. And anybody who's got a head on his shoulders or her shoulders, who is intelligent, after some time, many births of trying to enjoy in this material world and getting suffering in return, will decide for himself to stop trying to enjoy the material energy and will agree to serve the Lord and give the material energy back to Him in the form of using everything in devotional service purely for Krishna's pleasure and not for my own gratification. Hare Krishna. Anyway, it's a very nice New Year's Eve we've had together. We've heard hundreds of potential New Year's, New Year's resolutions. And at the same time, we've learned about what the real resolution is to keep every day new. To keep every year new. Because pure devotional service is beyond the modes of material nature. It's beyond the uh, ephemeral forms of this material world. So if you really want a New Year's New Year's the New Year to be new then change your mentality and uh, constantly serve the Lord of your heart by chanting Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare, Hare Rama, Hare Rama, Rama Rama, Hare Hare, in a determined way. Determined means free from trying to get something for oneself. In other words, free from having the, the Lord's name serve us, but rather to chant in the mood of serving the Lord by giving him transcendental pleasure. There's something else coming. Abhay is about ready to speak. From Rati Manjari. From Rati. Hare Krishna Rati. She says, Thank you, dear Guru Maharaj, for diving so enthusiastically onto my spontaneous statement. <laughs> uh, think nothing of it, Rati. Think nothing of it. It's just my. It's my duty, and uh, it's my transcendental pleasure. Hearing Sri the Prabhupada's books from you is indeed a very fresh and constant marvel. Wow. Okay, I'm convinced. I'll continue to do it. Hare Krishna. Shantarupa says Hare Krishna. Hare Krishna Shantarupa. Srimad Bhagavatam ki jai. Samabeda Bhakta Bindaki Jai. Gor Premanandi Hari Hari Bo. So we'll see you tomorrow, which, which will be, according to the materialists, a different year. But it's not a different year. It's not a different day. It is the same opportunity for us to render transcendental loving service to the Lord by hearing about Him and by giving that knowledge to others. There's nothing more than that. 
chanting Hare Krishna without offense means to glorify the holy name to others, to hear these books and explain these books to others and live in the spiritual world. That is what will make Krishna happy. And that's what he wants us all to do. See you tomorrow night. Hare Krishna.